podcast for those who suffer, which is everyone. It's a space where we can speak honestly about what it feels like to be in desolate places without losing hope. Welcome to In the Thicket. Long live Christ the King. We talk this week all about the kingship of Christ. So we talk about what it looks like to have Christ be king in our lives. We talk about his kingship and how it contrasts to our understanding of earthly kingship. And we talk about lots of other things that prepare us to enter into our Advent series, which is all about the pain of waiting in various aspects, whether it's waiting for love, waiting for healing, waiting for clarity, or waiting for Christ to come again. So we hope you enjoy this episode and we hope that you'll journey with us on the way to Christmas. Hey guys. Hey. Oh, I made a great face there. Oh, like, did you? One of the ones where you do like intentional double chins. Like, Oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I do that. If I like get on FaceTime, I forget why. And like something, I do something funny and I'm like, sorry, I need this face. <laughs> You know, okay. have you, have you done it though, where you like, you do like a down angle, right? Like your camera. Cause then oh. it's not just two chins. It's like <laughs> five. <laughs> if, you, if you film yourself from like directly below the chin, pushing oh, yeah. your face back oh, in, I it's see. like 10 chins. It's like I a saw lot the of funniest yeah, um, there you go. Instagram reel the other day. It was like, it was a, a girl doing that. So she's like in bed and she's filming from here. So she yeah, got the right. phone like right up here and her face looks all like clumpy and whatever. And right. She's like, and she gets a text message and she's like, um, she says, babe, send me, send me some pics. <sighs> and then she holds the phone out and she's like gorgeous. Like she's oh got makeup on, her hair is beautiful. And she's like, mm. and she sends the pics or whatever. And then she brings yeah. the phone back down. She's like, <laughs> wow. That's hilarious. That's great. That's oh, so it, was, it was highly entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, great. I love stuff like, like, oh my gosh. Right. I mean, everyone knows this, but Instagram and TikTok and all that stuff, like their rabbit holes are many and they yeah. run deep they yeah. go yeah they go deep I, I don't have tiktok well i do have tiktok now but i didn't oh. have i don't use tiktok i had my students do an assignment where they had to like teach some music therapy concepts concepts over social media like oh. about the clinical process like as if they were had their own business and were trying to market or raise awareness or whatever it is cool. and so one of my a couple of my students did instagram a couple of them did tiktok or no, one did tiktok and some did something called card c-a-r-d so all these oh, different, no. which I'd never heard of, but it what was really, is card card no. is like, apparently it's like a Reddit thing and it's like a click through info, um, thing. So you have like, what is X? And then the description and be like, follow-up question. What is this? And you click the follow-up question and then it comes up with a new page and it has, oh, so you can gosh. kind of, it's like a choose your own adventure. It was, you know, they're in there. Great. So I had wow. to go sign up for a TikTok account. I had to revive my Instagram account and all of this stuff. And then, you know, TikTok, when I was trying to figure out how the heck it works and everything, because I'm yep. just old and don't understand things, but there were so many videos and I was like, I think I understand. These are funny. <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm very amused by this cat or whatever, you know, you're so cute. You're like so. a, like a grand, that's like a grandma thing. Like, I, I know, but actually it's, maybe yeah. grandmas wouldn't get, it. I think grandmas would get it actually. You know what? That's oh, not some giving grandmas, grandmas enough. Listen, some you know, grandmas are on TikTok. I so. know that's true. That's true. They're my, right you know, my grandma's 92 and she is like, she kills it on Facebook when wow. she's commenting on people's posts there. It's like, it's always the best comment and not like best, like, Oh, it's a cute grandma. But like, she's like sharp. Like, like, it. Oh yeah. Like it's, that's it's amazing. Cool. 
Oh my gosh, I hope I'm a grandma like that. We're just an old person like that, whether or not yeah. I'm a grandma. I think some right. old people just rock it so well. Right, you know? I know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, today we are talking about the Feast of Christ the King. Woo! Yay! Yeah. And, uh, dun, 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 dun. right. And mm-hmm. so it's a very joyous occasion. And I, I was thinking about, um, Hamilton because it's just, as, I mean, we love musicals at my, like, I just love musicals. And so I was like listening to the soundtrack recently and King George's songs are like some of my favorite, like I'll be back. It's so like, funny. It's just so good. It's so, so, so good. Right. They're so funny. Um, so then I was thinking like, Oh, Oh, King George, Christ the King, not the same kinds of kings. <laughs> very, very different. Uh-huh, kings. Uh-huh. Uh, but I still love King George's songs and they're awesome. So I want to know, like, like, yeah, what are you, what are you guys listening to right now? Musical wise? Because that's where I'm at. I'm listening to Rachel. Else. I do not listen to musicals oh, as yeah. music. I think that's ridiculous. I don't think anyone should, I don't understand right. why people do that. Either watch the thing or don't, or why would you listen don't. to the songs out of context? Mm. It just doesn't make sense to me. I'm sorry. <laughs> I um, Maybe yes. we'll get some hate mail now, but it, I just don't understand it. I'm sorry. I'm I sorry. I feel like we've had this headbutt before in another, in another, uh, uh, in the thicket episode, and I was like, and, I, and you were like, it rings I don't the bell. Like musicals. And I, I was stand like, by oh. my position. <laughs> I stand by it. I respect it. It's respectable. I but I did like yeah. Hamilton. I watched Hamilton, and did I thought you? it was amazing. This, yeah, Nicole, this is gonna blow your mind even more. I have never watched it. I have only what? listened to the soundtrack. Rachel. Yeah. You are the worst. Yeah. You are the worst. I don't. I, know, I don't I think know. you should. You need to go and watch it. Promise me you'll watch I it. Do. Like, this I will. I will watch it. I this mean, weekend. I know that it's good because oh everyone gosh. says it's good. But I think I was just one of those like contrarian people. I was like, everyone loves it. I'm like, Bleh. I don't want to. do the thing. I'm embarrassed to be on this podcast with you, Rachel. <laughs> this is terrible. And this don't is even worse. Hamilton. I even have access to Disney Plus. So it's not oh even like I can't gosh. watch it. Like I can actually. Watch I just. It. I'm sorry. That's so great. Anyway, Erin, do you have have anything to say? Well, (laughs) that's funny. Um, Okay, so I do have something to share on this note. I just uh, saw that there is a new movie adaptation of the musical Wicked coming out. Oh, what? Yeah, and Wicked is one of my favorite movies, and it's giving musicals. Sorry, yes, musicals, and um. And it's going to be Ariana Grande, who is oh. one of the, who probably is like Glinda maybe or something like, yeah. so somebody, uh, this is another thing on, okay, I swear I don't spend all day on Instagram, but this is another Instagram thing that I saw that was like somebody imitating how she's going to be in the musical movie. And it's going to be like popular. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, and like whatever she does, I don't even know the noises that she makes, but throwing Ariana Grande, but I do enjoy that one. I do remember listening or going to, okay, so similar to you, Rachel, I grew up, I listened to Les Mis. I loved that musical. I knew every line, every word to every line of every song. I was shaking her head in judgment right now. Backwards and forwards. I'm just knitting and listening (laughs) to you guys speak nonsense. I did did read the book. I did read Mm, the the book, you know, Okay, fair. So that was like, mm-hmm. 
makeup. But when I actually did get to see it in person, I bawled the mm. whole time. Like yeah. the actual, not the movie of it, but like in person the musical, in the theater. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It was just like, yeah. like I brought a yeah. couple of guy friends with me and I'm sitting between my guy friends just like bawling <laughs> and they were just like, what, what's this? What? <laughs> It's good. You know, they were probably crying a little bit too. And then you just like diverted the attention from that's them. Yeah, I think I did too. also give them like a heads up, like just an FYI. I plan to be emotional. To be escorted out of the theater at some point. It's I, you know what I have, like, like I'm thinking Les Miserables, both th- that musical and like Hamilton mm-hmm. where I've watched the, well, for Les Miserables, I watched the movie first. Um, but I had never read the book. I knew absolutely nothing Mm. about the story. I I was just Mm. like went in blind and I was just kind of like, this is beautiful. This is the most beautiful (laughs) thing I've ever seen, you know? And then everyone who's talking about like, oh yeah, the movie, this, because it wasn't as cool, you know, this thing. And I was just like, how can you say that? You know? Cause I just thought, but it's like, the story is so beautiful, but it's the same thing with Hamilton where everyone was like, oh, Hamilton, Hamilton, Hamilton. And I was like, okay. Eventually watched it. So good. I'm come from away. These are, uh, yeah, yeah. So these are good ones, but listen, but I reiterate, like watch the thing, watch the thing. Don't just listen to the music. Here, Nicole, see. I have also not <sighs> seen Hamilton. I've also not seen it. Aaron. Oh man, this is bad. We're getting, we're getting, I'm just, can we just talk about whatever I talk? Can we talk about Christ the King now? Yeah. Let yeah. me just, <laughs> just move on. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Okay. Um, no, but actually, <laughs> so good. I uh, yeah, I apologize to everybody out there who feels the same way Nicole does, and I'm sure there are many of you there. Right. There's a Hamilton army coming after us. <sighs> yeah. Okay, we'll have, we'll have remedied the situation by that point in time. We yeah, will. that's good. probably true. I expect you to. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah. No, we will. We will. Um, but yes, kings, King George, Christ the King, not the same people, but. Thankfully, thankfully, not the same people. Um, yeah, we, so we're actually really, how do you know, thankfully not the same people. You didn't even watch the thing. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Moving on. All right. All right. (laughs) Wow. That was, that was, what's the word for that? That was salty. Oh, salty. That was was salty. Is that like a thing? Is that what the kids are saying now? No, that's like what the kids were saying like a year ago. I have no idea what the kids were saying. A year ago. Oh, I have no idea then. Okay. For all All of the students that were at the top of the, my beloved Canadian Martyrs, uh, church and chaplaincy at Mac. Uh, I had lots of people educate me in what the kids are saying. Oh, that's good. Uh, but then I no longer know. So it moves fast. Yeah. It moves All right. really fast because yeah. TikTok. Right. So yeah, we, I mean, we wanted to talk about, um, this feast day, but not just about the feast day. Cause we want to introduce our advent series, which is going to be on waiting. Um, and waiting for all kinds of things, waiting for love, waiting for healing, lots of different things like that. Uh, but I, it's obviously no accident that the church places this feast day right before, like at the end of the year, right before a new year begins, right before we enter, we enter into this season of Advent, the season of waiting. And we were just reflecting on how those two things connect. Like, what does it mean to really encounter Christ the King in our lives? And how does that change us when, when, you know, when we're approaching Advent and what does that mean for us? So yeah, mm-hmm. I want to ask you guys like, yeah, what do you, what does it mean? What does the kingship of Jesus mean for you? Maybe Nicole, what do you, what do you think? Yeah. You know, we were talking a little bit about, about this before we recorded, you know, and, um, 
what came to mind is that I, this, my own even unfamiliarity of what it means to have a king, you know, I mean, I'm from Canada, we have a prime minister, I guess we technically have a queen, you know, sure. but, um, you know, having very little experience, like what that, what does that really mean? What does that look like? Um, and even just general, I think this, I, I, I have a general distrust of like, or cynicism perhaps about all politics in general and mm-hmm. these kinds of things. So I, you know, Kings and presidents and prime ministers in my mind, I was like, well, it's all corrupt and whatever, you know, I obviously there's good people, but I'm just, yeah. yeah. And so then when we have Christ, the King, it's like, I'm like, okay, what does that mean? I mean, the images of, of Jesus with a crown on his head and sort of conquering evil and conquering sin. I can, I can talk about all of that, yeah. but in terms of a personal kind of a heart, like, what does it mean for me in my heart? I, it's like something that I, I I'm, I have a curiosity about maybe Um, I'm like, what does that, what does that mean? I can think of Jesus as a friend, you know, Jesus Mm -hmm. is a protector, Jesus as um, one who loves me as a shepherd, even, you know, I mean, I don't have a lot of experience with shepherds either, but like can kind of imagine a little bit more. There's a lot of parables, Mm -hmm. Um, but King is it's, it seems a little more sort of, uh, scary maybe, or a little, a little more foreign. And yet there's something that draws me to that too, of like, okay, a King, that means he's in charge. Um, and I, I think I can remember times where, where my mom would be praying for some, some situation and she'd be like, oh, she would be, she'd say a little prayer before bed, Jesus be the Lord of our dreams and the King of our hearts. Um, Mary be the mother of our dreams and the queen of our hearts. Mm. And I always remember that little bedtime prayer of like, okay, Jesus, the king of my heart. That means that, um, that I'm protected somehow. I've got this protection, you know? So it's, it's little things like that, that I, that I, where I think about Christ, the king, but definitely a lot of room to, I don't know, to grow into that and think about what, what does that mean? So I'm, I'm really curious about what you guys have to say too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Aaron, what I'm about just- you? I saw on um, Instagram, like, honestly, I swear I don't watch Instagram all day. It sounds like it's the only thing. I, <laughs> I mean, no one, uh, no one accused you of that, Aaron. So uh. <laughs> I know. It's, it's no, so just joking. It's, it's true, all good. It's, it's all good. Oh my, but I did see something on Instagram about, um, about the, Mm -hmm. like the feast of Christ the King, because Mm -hmm. only, um, kind of recently that it's been moved to the last, to the last Sunday before Advent, right. As kind of Mm -hmm. the crown of, of the year, like the new year, um, the new liturgical year, all of those kind of things, because Mm -hmm. previously it was the Sunday before, um, before all saints. And Mm -hmm. so even thinking about like, like what that what that means um like on the feast of all saints and all souls like we're celebrating all of the saints of the church we're celebrating like the christ the the christ we're celebrating um the church triumphant which is yeah. you know, in heaven the saints in heaven now we're mm-hmm. celebrating the church suffering which is the feast of all souls like those who are in purgatory mm-hmm. and um and then Christ the King is really celebrating um, the church militant in a lot of ways because it's like a right. declaration of Christ's lordship, even right. over, like of his final lordship over over everything, you know? Yeah. Right. Um, Can we really quick just define yeah. church militant? Because I feel like that has a yes. lot oh, of true. Yeah. other meanings now, you know? Yes. 
yes um, so yeah so the church militant in this sense would not be the church violent that is not what it means um but really it's the church that is still in this condition of ours of flesh and blood under the under the um effects of sin so that would mm -hmm. be the church militant because we are um we're we're in a sense fighting the effects of sin in our own nature and there's like a fight for holiness um there's the church like uh, the work of building the church on earth um the work of yeah is there anything you want to add to that rachel other theology student <laughs> nicole other theology student <laughs> i was just gonna say that i mean mainly the church on earth like we are like yeah the church living present now is the church militant but you did a good job Aaron, of defining what what militant, what militant. means in that mm -hmm. context yeah yeah and just like you know i'm not i'm not a theologian here but just my understanding of if you're militant it means you're fighting something so who is our enemy we need to know who our enemy is and that who our enemy is not and our enemy is not you know uh people of other faiths it is not things that are out there in the culture it is not any people yeah. but it is sin our enemy yeah. is sin, sin and that's and our fight Satan and sin and Satan reign of death. and, yep. and yeah. the primary battle for that is in our own hearts and our own lives. Mm -hmm. And in, in the yeah. daily death to self and allowing the Lord to, to purify us of our own sin. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. 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 Which is interesting too, even when I think about the feast of Christ, the King, because mm -hmm. it makes me think about like John and when, like I listened to a talk that somebody said where they talked about um, John, the, the Baptist sort of just <laughs> giggling because you may have listened to you know our what? episode from when loved ones suffer and we talked a and we bit just about the Apostle recorded John. these on the same day. And <laughs> <Yeah>. so <laughs> anyway, yeah. we'll just keep it there. All right. Keep right. going. Aaron, anyway, John, the Baptist. So John the Baptist, um, I heard somebody who was talking about him and basically saying like that when he when he said um, like the, there goes the Lamb of God like behold the Lamb of God that mm -hmm. it was um, that they people would have been looking for a literal lamb you know so hmm. there's like that recognition or hmm. even the even the recognition of um, of how the Jewish people would have seen the Messiah, right? Like who they were looking for. They were yeah. looking for essentially a destroyer, like somebody who's going right. to come and destroy the Romans, who's going to come and destroy all of these secular cultures, who is going to save the Jewish people, who is going to re-enthrone them, um, who is going to, you know, set things right in like in a very... Um, yeah in like a very stark fashion, militant militant, yes, militant way. way yeah really mm -hmm. you know yeah um and even when you're talking about like um uh like caesar is king um like that would be there would be the the proclamation the Evangelion. like i keep thinking about these talks that people have given so that's all bishop baron you know where he talks about um Evangelion is the is what would happen when a ruler would send out um kind of sentries after a battle to be like hmm. they would send out messengers to proclaim the victory of the king and it's like this oh. Evangelion, you know so like and then they would say like Kaiser Christos, you know, like Kaiser Christos. And that's like Caesar is king. And that's like the the declaration of victory, you know? Um, and hmm. um and that's like the victory of Christ is 
so much like that and so little like that at the same time like that's what always strikes me about his kingship of like the lamb you know like it's his like the lamb of god that people were looking for an actual lamb but it was him who would be Yeah. like killed and rise and all of those kind of things and the like his victory where he's sending out you know Evangelion like the messenger is to proclaim his victory in the world which looks so much different than what the Jews would have been expecting it to look like and then Right. I think even in my own life I'm like that like I have like it, it was a great line from Father Jacques Philippe I think where he talks about um that we don't know what our own holiness consists of Hmm. and I'm like you know like that even like Hmm. I have no idea what Christ's kingship actually looks like in my own life in its fulfillment in a lot of ways you know Hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. I thought of that actually. Yeah. Right. I, I, Yeah. You No, know, I I just, think, oh, sorry. <laughs> keep doing that. <laughs> You go, Rachel. um, okay. I'll, well, I just think that like, there are two, I guess there's two things I think of when I think of Christ's kingship. I think of, um, that the idea of him being like you said, Nicole, like sovereign in my life. And there, for me, that's actually very, very comforting. And it's really, it's actually not hard for me to do. I think that has to do in a way with some of, with which maybe other people can relate to, like some of my experiences at adoration and like with the Eucharist, because I think that in a sense, there's, there's sometimes God allows us to encounter him in the Eucharist in such a way that like, you just become aware of how small you are, I think in some ways. Or even for me, that was always an encounter with God. Like my smallness is always actually a very comforting encounter with God. Even I remember as a kid, I would like look up at the stars and like, just think of God as like this really big person who's out there, who held all of this, who like created all of this. And I always would feel really small. And I felt really good about that for some reason. It just made me feel really, I don't know, really Hmm. Like like safe, safe. Yeah, safe exactly. and held or something. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. And so when I think of God's, kingship. And I think of Jesus's kingship, I feel that kind of safety. And, um, it made, it made me think of actually, um, one of a very influential person in my life is St. Teresa of Avila, just from her story, not even like from her writings. Like I haven't even read really a ton of her writings, but I read her autobiography a couple of times and I just really connect with her personality. I think she has like such, such a big and beautiful and real personality. And She's sassy. she's so sassy, you know, but one It's of the true. things, and she's kind of, she reminds me like my grandmother was like, this, like a larger than life person, you know, like they just walk into a room and they just fill it up. Like that's the kind of personality I feel like she might've had. And then when she speaks to the Lord, like she comes from this era where it's like, it's broke and everything is kind of ornate and like intense. But when she prays, she often says to God, she calls him your majesty, or she says his majesty, you know, and there's something so right about that. And so I just, when I think of Jesus, this kingship, um, and actually I wrote now, maybe I'm going to ramble a little too much, but I wrote a paper on this because it, on, on St. Teresa of Avila's, um, thinking about God in this way, because at that time, the time she lived, the Kings of that time, they were really, their power was made known by their opulence, like how much stuff they had and the gold and like the, their, their robes and, and the kingship of Christ is made known like in a stable, you know, and, and that it's because, and St. Teresa picks up on this and it's so beautiful. It's because his authority is inherent. There's no need, like there's literally Right. no need 
for any of that outer stuff because his authority is so real that you bow before it in like when he is literally in the form of a child in a manger because it just hits you like this is Mm. god this is who the creator Mm. of everything and he doesn't need opulence because he just is that you know right and i think that is something that's just so powerful for me and comforting to me um but then the other thing that i always think about is how how much have i let that shape my life like i know that that is true and i have a i've had a really deep encounter with that but then when I wake up in the morning, is Christ really King? You know, like you said, mm-hmm. Nicole, like, was he, was he Lord of my dreams? And is he King of my heart? Like when I mm-hmm. wake up, who is King? Like, what is the King of my life in that moment? Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess to tie it a little bit into our Advent series too, am I, is that a rule that I'm excited for? Like, am I excited mm. for the birth of the King? You know, like, mm. is it something that, that I'm drawn to? Am I, am I open to that really? Mm. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's so easy for, for our misconceptions of God to, cause that was even one of the ideas that we had about maybe for an Advent series of doing like a series on like, what are some of the misconceptions that we can have in our image of God, because, because it's exactly that. Like if we see God as a tyrant or if we see him as uninvolved or if we see him as uncaring or vindictive or like detached or like anything like that, that he's not, then what, then we will, we never be able to be under his rule really. Right. Or, or his rule will be something that we experience as oppression and not freedom, you know? So that like, I love thinking about that. Even just when you were saying that, I was like, oh my gosh, I think I need to really think about that, about like the mm-hmm. fruits of things, because in the areas that I'm that I'm free are probably areas where Christ truly has like the victory in those areas. Like he truly is king of those areas. But then if I look at areas where I'm not free, where I don't experience the, the fruits of like freedom and peace and all of those kind of things, then mm-hmm. those are probably areas that need to come more authentically under Christ's kingship in some yeah. way, you know? Right. Yeah. It's interesting, like thinking about that, I'm just, okay, what does it mean for my, my heart, you know, saying the king of my heart, um, there's that praise and worship song, right? That you're the, you're the, da, 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 right yeah it's beautiful and like what does that mean practically i'm like okay kings they a good king is protects his people Mm -hmm. so there's can be a trust um so do i trust the lord a good king um uh provides do i do i trust that the lord is going to provide for my needs do i rely on the lord for things do i ask the lord for things um you know, I don't know. A good king will fight the battle for me. Do I, am I, am I trying to solve all the things in my life and not asking him to do it? You know, how, where, where is my heart not trusting a good king? Um, mm-hmm. Maybe inspires hope about the future because he's running things well. Do I, do I feel like, how do I trust that, that Jesus, the king has my future in his hands? Um, you know, and I, 
I struggle with a lot of those things. I think, you know, I, also a good King is, um, usually we, we obey the King, you know, if you, I don't know, in those societies, there's an, there's a, an obedience and the respect and the honor due to the King. Um, there's a, a, a hierarchy, there's an order to things because, and then hopefully, you know, a good King, it's because you trust the King because you know, the King is your good. So do I, you know, am I, is there a sense of, um, where I trust and hope and rely on this King to the point of just obedience and surrender. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And, and I, yeah, I struggle with a lot of those things, especially in areas of my life where, um, that are a struggle and that are where I'm, I, I'm uncertain about what is going to happen. And, um, I feel like I need to take things into my own hands sometimes, or I just feel hopeless or whatever it is, but to remember that I have a very, like, Jesus is King and is powerful that I can trust. And then, and then and that obedience comes in just like the everyday, you know, what am I called to do today? And then do those things and trust that it'll all kind of is moving towards something. But I, I think I struggle with all of those things, you know? Um, yeah. And I don't know, like, I, I think sometimes, uh, you know, God, God is all loving and all powerful. And we, I think we've talked a lot about, you know, maybe in different ways of how it's, or at least I hear a lot of people talking about how we can not sometimes trust the love of God, you know, trust, we, it's hard for us to trust that God loves us. But I think for me, sometimes it's also trusting that God is this powerful King, that Jesus is this King who actually has all of this power. Cause sometimes I'm like, well, I don't understand why you're not doing this thing. If you had this power, why wouldn't you, you know, and then I don't trust that he really can or really will or really, can, you know, so I don't know. It's, um, I, I find myself personally challenged by this kind of um, invitation to think about Christ as the King of my heart. Yeah. Um, the I, I could be getting strong, but I don't think I am. The institution I think of this feast day is also not just the move, moving of it to this time, but the original um, institution of it as we have it now was because it was sort of connected to um, the the situation in Mexico, um, Mm. where, uh, you know, a lot, the government was essentially shutting down, it's like about a hundred years ago, maybe, uh, the government was shutting down religion, religious organizations, and especially the church actually was being heavily persecuted in Mexico at that time. And, and, uh, you know, you had, it was the Cristero Wars basically. And essentially you had all these martyrs come out of that time, um, and maybe I can't remember their names right now. I, I actually have, um, like I've read some of their stories quite closely, but literally I'm drawing a blank right now, but, um, but uh, there's one specific one who was a teenager, uh, who I think he was recently canonized. He's beatified for a long time. I think he was recently canonized. Mm. He was 14 and their cry. Mm. So a lot of them, when they were murdered, their cry would be like, um, long live in Spanish, long live Christ the King. Mm. right before they were, they were murdered. And mm. I think there's something about, so the, this feast day was somewhat instituted in a soft way uh, for the church to be supporting them, you know, because there, mm. it wasn't an accident that it was instituted around that time and it's Christ the King, you know, and that mm. was what they would cry. That was their battle cry in a way. Yeah. Um, and part of me is like, there is a, there is a call in that there's kind of a radical, it is radical. The kingship of Christ is radical to the point yeah. where people have died for that kingship, you know, right. all through right. our church's history. Um, mm. And I think there's, there's a part of that in me too, where it's like, 
what am I, what am I holding on to that is stopping me from entering into this kingdom that should be that where my King is really my all, you know, like it. And I hmm. think, and it's, it plays into some of the things that you're saying, Nicole, because I think part of it is like, well, my King can only be my all if I really, really, really know that he loves me. If I yeah. really, really, really know that his will for my life is really what is my, my best life. Like if I right. really understand who he is. And I think that's why like waiting, like Christmas is only good news. If Jesus is a good King, you know, mm-hmm. and it, and there's something about the salvation that he's offering us that is radical because it's not mm-hmm. the salvation the Jewish people were expecting for some, for some of them at least. And mm-hmm. I think sometimes it's not the salvation that we're expecting, like, mm-hmm. but it's better, but it's better, right. you know? Right. And I think, I, I, I feel like there is that process that God is constantly every year in the cycle of the church's liturgical calendar, like calling us into a deeper encounter with like, something better than Mm. we could even have planned for ourselves, something deeper, something more real Mm -hmm. and more foundational to our Mm -hmm. good than Mm -hmm. we would even have anticipated. And you said that, Erin, when you said like, I don't really know holiness, what holiness looks like in my life. Like, yeah. Right. Yeah. And I, and that makes me excited in a way because in that Mm. sense, I have to, I have to follow my King And he has to lead me into that. I don't know the way there. And I think a lot of times I try, like, I'm like, you know, Lord, get out of the driver's seat. I'm getting in because Mm -hmm. I I know where we're going. You are taking weird roads. Yeah. I don't like these roads. No. Yeah. Do you mind if I just drive for a bit? Yeah. Yeah. It's going to make things dirty. These dirt roads, terrible, bumpy. Yeah. 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 And it's like, I don't know. Okay. So this is, we were talking in a different episode that we recorded today about, or maybe we were just talking before. I don't know. Anyways, TV shows that we watch and I've been watching the Marvel's agents of steel series, you know? And so they've got the, the, the leader of their, there's this team of secret agents who battle aliens and such, um, is named Phil Coulson. Right. And he, are we allowed to talk about like movies on this, yeah, this podcast? Whatever, like yeah. it's like copyright stuff, whatever. Yeah, okay, no, fine. it's okay. As long as we're not showing them, we're okay. Yeah. Perfect. All right. Um, too bad. I was going to show a whole episode next, but anyways, <laughs> just joking, but he's, you know, he's a good leader because he loves his team mm-hmm. and he believes in them and they have this sense of purpose, but he, he loves them and, and they're willing to die for what, whatever he tells them to do. And sometimes, you know, he's leading them in, uh, on the mission and it doesn't make sense. And even if they, you know, sometimes they use like the cinematic thing where, where he's like, okay, I have this plan. And all of a sudden you see the plan happening and you're like, what they're all, this doesn't make sense. What, this is all falling apart. What's going on? You know? And then something happens. You're like, oh my gosh, mind blown, you know? And it's like, you know, isn't that, um, you know, like just thinking about this, like the leadership of Christ, the King, like, can we, yeah. Who loves us and who leads us, but sometimes it doesn't make sense, but we have to trust that whatever part that we're playing, whatever that call is in our daily lives, that it's working towards something good, you know, and just like to persist in that and like be willing to die to self, even, even maybe that doesn't mean martyrdom, but like that daily little martyrdom of, 
whatever it is, you know? It's very Um, true. Like, I don't know if you guys get uptight about your own holiness, but I find (laughs) that I get uptight about my own holiness. Like, I'm like, like, I'm like analyzing my life a lot of the time. Mm. Like, should I, did I pray well? Like, is this, or like, I should pray more, I should be more, what should I, like. Right. But, which is so, which is such a, a prideful thing in so many respects because then I am lord of my own holiness like it's mm. it's like like I need that reminder all the time that the lord mm. is the author of my holiness like that he is mm. the author of it you know and that yeah. even in times when because the saints all talk about that about times like when you when you fail it's like it should actually be expected like it should yeah. be right. expected that we will fall hard right. and regularly like yes, yes. you know and yeah that, and um, to not expect that or to be like why did i fall i'm so yeah. stupid is actually pride because it means that we right. don't really know ourselves yeah exactly yeah. exactly yeah. And because yeah because we put more trust in our own human nature than we do in christ's ability to shape our human nature into something right that is holy, you know? Yeah. So, so that's like, I find that's something that, um, that's been on my heart a a lot is like, uh, it's like a, like a holiness that trusts in Christ's kingship is, is a holiness that, that doesn't limit Christ's kingship in its yeah. formation, if that makes sense, you know? Yeah. Well, it's like, you know, um, so many of the saints, they reach a certain point where they're like, I don't even know if I'm doing the right thing. Yeah. I don't even know if I'm saved or if Jesus is going to, I don't know. I just, I think I'm called to do this and I'm just going to persist in it, but I really have no idea what I'm doing, you know? Yeah. And like, they get to that point. And I think that that's some, there's something to that, like kind of what you're saying, Aaron, if we don't, we, we're not the ones in author of our own holiness and that like to come to a certain point where you're just like, I have to trust the Lord. Yeah. Like I have to trust that he knows how to speak to my heart. I have to trust that I know how to listen to him. I have to trust that he's going to give me the grace to do the things that I need to do. And that if the grace is not there, then I don't need to be doing them or, Mm -hmm. you know, like, yeah. Yeah. And that this is a King. If we're, we're called to call follow this King, Mm -hmm. his kingdom victory looks like failure. And so exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You I'm know, sorry, I just like popped in there with yeah. really loud. Like, no, that's good. But it's true. I, Victory looks like yes. failure. So it when really I'm failing does. and when everything's falling apart, that might just mean that this is Christ really acted like this. This is the stuff, right? This is mm-hmm. the, the resurrection is going to come out of this. Mm-hmm. Um, because you look at so many of the saints and their missions and their John Henry Newman, he like was trying to found this whole like Catholic university and it was just an utter failure. So many of the saints are just marked by failure in, in the eyes of the world. Right. And we talked about this a lot. That's the kingdom of God, you know, like, cause it's not actually a failure. It's just that we don't actually know what the heck's going on. Exactly. You know? Yes. I think that you know, that is something we really like in theory, it sounds, oh yeah, that's true. But like, it is to, to live that is to oh, trust yeah. God, you know, like to really live that. And obviously yeah. I'm not telling you really go out there and fail on purpose. It's not what I'm like, <laughs> right. don't study and don't do your job. And like, no, I'm not saying like abdicate your responsibilities, but right, right. But when you go hard at your responsibilities and you're trying to fulfill the work that has been put in front of you and it all falls apart. Maybe that is just the Lord saying like, don't like, let me, like I'm here and let this failure, like you said, Nicole, not 
I mean, you know, Mother Teresa mm-hmm. say that she's like, there's no success or failure. There's just faithfulness. Like that's it. Yeah. And it that is, is, that's the measure. Oof. I don't kingdom. like that. I don't like that. You know, the human <laughs> part of me, it, yeah, it's you know, yeah. no. and it's the difference between working with him in things and then having things happen to us or not to us or something like that. Like, um, hmm. cause it was, I actually just looked up, um, there's a, uh, a meditation from the spiritual exercises of St. Ignatius called the call of Christ, the King. And it's hmm. like one of the central meditations and Ignatius starts hmm. out by, by asking us to ponder the call of an earthly King. And of course, like there were actual Kings in his that time. time. So yeah. a little bit right. easier, like you were saying, but, um, but he like, it's using all your senses to like, imagine the stirring speech as he inspires his citizens to join him on a noble cause for a or on a noble campaign for a just cause. And then, and he also promises that they'll have to go through hardships and they'll have to go mm-hmm. through, you know, um, sleepless nights and lacking food and like cold and, you know, all of those kind of things. But that on the day of victory, you're going to share that victory with him, you know, hmm. like, and we can imagine that. Cause we see, I mean, whatever, like, I don't want to bring up game of Thrones because I think it's a <laughs> poor example of this, but like, right. but, but like in terms of like kingdoms, like we can, we've seen movies like that. We've seen oh movies. yeah. We can imagine that because when the King is really good and you can, see that king is good in front of you like yes Hmm. i can imagine like following him even at the cost of my own hardship i can because it is worth it like the victory that is being striven for is like inspiring and good and worth the pain you know because you're going with the good king and he will be he's there and leading you in the thing you know Mm -hmm. right so then ignatius turns it over to like christ like we imagine this with an earthly king like how much more christ like that christ Mm -hmm. is asking us to he's also Mm -hmm. called us to you know suffer hardships with him before entering into glory with him he wants to bring good to all people he's asking us to join the mission like it's a whole different way of like even looking at his like his like kingship in my life and like as opposed to just like I don't know, surrender and being about, it's like, no, I'm, he's calling me to like join a mission that's bigger than just me. Yeah. You know, and it strikes me too, Aaron, when you're talking that when a King calls you to join a mission, he calls a bunch of people. And so this is immediately about community and it's about faith together as a church, not a bunch of individuals, but you're yeah. part of this kingdom. You're part of this people yeah. like the, and so so maybe part of also what it means to be under the kingship of Christ is to be, you know, in communion with our neighbor. And, um, and what does that look like? Like, that's a whole other, I feel like I'm just kind of thinking out loud here, you know, but just that that's part of what it means is, and then to be in a team of people on this mission who are all kind of different. And, Mm. and I think that, you know, I mean, there's so much, there's so much division within the church and I'm not even talking like, within the Catholic church. Sure. But just within the Christian church and the world, right. There's all of these, so much division, but, um, you know, there's often talk about like, well, what unites, what unites us is like, um, or what, you know, in in the movies, like a trope is like, you have these two enemies or then there's this other thing. And then all of a sudden they have a common enemy and now they're working together. Right. And so how often do we think of, you know, people who are different than us in the church as kind of like the enemy because they're they're just wrong, you know, obviously. Um, Mm. and yet can we, can we come back to the sense of like, well, we're all serving the same King Jesus and we have this common enemy, sin, Satan, evil. So how can we, can that unite us? Can that unite us in like this fight? And, and what does that look like? You know? Um, 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, I loved like all of this. I'm like a big, I, Nicole, in another, just the episode we recorded, we were talking about how Nicole, you love like action movies and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I love action movies also. And like, I was just thinking of like, well, of fantasy, that kind of stuff. Like, so, you know, and a lot of people love like Lord of the Rings. So I'm thinking like mm-hmm. his description, Ignatius description, like you can apply it to, you know, like Aragorn or Theoden mm-hmm. or like all these like characters. And in the movies, like you can see the speeches and they are really inspiring and awesome. Or right. like Braveheart, you know, the Mel Gibson's character, I for some mm-hmm. reason can't remember his name right now. But like, I think they're so there and it's exciting and stuff like that. But, and, and also it's kind of fun to think about, it's kind of fun to think about our lives in a missionary way like that. Yeah. You know, and but it goes back to Nicole what you said about well, what is the battle though? Like I'm not out there to go, you know, like it's not about this argument that I'm going to have this about right. you know some theology point of obscure point of theology with somebody. Although sometimes I'm not saying that's never the case. There is the case sometimes where we're called to that, mm-hmm. but often it's not that, and often it's like it's the battle against principalities and powers. Like where am where is yeah. Jesus not? Lord of my life. And in that sense, like when I surrender to him, where am I being asked to, to deploy? Like, what are, who are the people I'm being asked to love and serve and like bring the gospel to not just through action, but through words, through my heart, through everything Mm -hmm. in, in me, you know? Mm -hmm. And I, like, I always resonated with like that trope, like the trope of being a soldier. Like I remember, I think I've told this story before, but I remember as a kid, my uncle was talking to my, my brother. He was like, you know, you should be like think of being like a soldier for Jesus. Like, it's so awesome. And I remember being like a, a girl, like I was four years old and I was like, I want to be a soldier for Jesus. Like, can I be a soldier for Jesus? And nobody was telling me I couldn't. I think I just kind of misinterpreted. I was like, well, that's not fair. I want to be one. And then I was like, oh, I can be one. Like, that's cool. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think that idea and, and Ignatius would know that because he was, he was a soldier. Yeah. Right. Right. He's yeah. writing from experience in a way, yeah. you know? And mm-hmm. so it's like, okay, he's using imagery that isn't just for fun. If there's something real about that and there's there, something rises up inside of us. I think when we hear that kind of the battle cry, you know, like yeah. Christ mm-hmm. the King is calling us into yeah. battle mm-hmm. to confront evil with love and love mm-hmm. isn't warm and mushy and like yeah. nothing it is, it is warm and mushy. So, you know, that's great, but it's also courage and endurance and like, I don't know, like patience yeah. and all these yeah. like, incredibly. Yeah. It's difficult. And yeah. Well, yeah. And the thing, the other thing that strikes me from, the, from that meditation too, is like in the call to serve an earthly King, right? It's not, it's a call to serve him, but it's a call to rejoice in his victory. Like, mm-hmm. which is also like, that's something really to think about, you know, because there are mm-hmm. a lot of places where I rejoice in my own victory. Like, mm-hmm. There are a lot of places where, mm-hmm. um, like, even if you're thinking about Ignatius, like, in his early life, like, he was absolutely seeking his own glory. Like, he was yeah. seeking to get the damsel in distress because of his military exploits and coming back the right. hero. And even in an earthly kid, like, if you have, like, a band of people and they're fighting for a king or whatever, like, there are going to be, you know, military heroes or people who are, like, seeking to prove themselves and, like, all of those mm-hmm. kind of things. Yeah, um, right. But that's like, but there's an element like the Lord is asking us to let to like, we have to be able to see his goodness and, and see that his goodness, his greatness is mm-hmm. more valuable than my self exaltation. Yeah, right. And that's, and maybe that's, that's where it's like, 
my victory is not always like my failure can be his victory, you know? Yeah. Um, that's right. And then, then it's a cause for joy. It should be anyways. Oh, I mean, like it's easier to say it's like much harder to live, but like, yeah, yeah. there's, um, Mm. Sorry. Yeah. I was just going to say, it's hard to see sometimes because we, yeah. because we, I mean, earthly victories, you can see in a battlefield in the <laughs> result and things, you know, but the we like victories. Them. Yeah. And we can't like, we cannot often see what the final outcome is or what's happening in hearts or yes. all, of, all of those kind of things. And so that's where it's like, it can be very hard to like, yeah, to it's, it is victory. hard. Yeah. Cause yeah. I can think of areas in my own life right now where I feel like I'm failing and I feel like I'm stuck and I don't know yeah. how it's going to turn out. And for me to then look at that and be like, Oh, well, this is, must be the victory of Christ right now. I'm like, really, yeah, yeah. <laughs> really, <laughs> yeah. really self. Are we going to say that? You know, like that's yeah. just cruel, you know, yeah. but and yet, and yet there is something in that, that gives me a spark of hope where it's mm-hmm. like, okay, maybe I just don't know what's happening and that's okay. And if I, if I really am thinking long-term here, like heaven long-term, yeah, then, then maybe yeah. this is okay. My failure right now mm-hmm. um, is not actually yeah. going to be an ultimate failure. And I just, yeah. to trust that, that God's, you know, has the, because it's, it is the victory of Christ. Like it is a victory yeah. of Christ. If there is a trust, an increase of trust in you, it is the victory of Christ. If there is exactly like a, yes. a peeling away of some pride there, it is the victory of Christ. If yeah. things are happening. Yeah. Right. It's just not fun. And it does not feel like a victory. Right. No. But it is, but, the, but that is so true. That is so true. Mm. Yeah. It's humbling. <laughs> yeah. Yes. yes, it is. And that is a good thing. Yes. You know, like thanks, think, Rachel. Right? Yeah. No, I so relate because I remember, and this is a shout out to Anya Krischek, who's a chaplain at, at Guelph. When I remember when I was in university, and she had taken a bunch of us to World DPA trip in Australia, and she, we were joking. She was like, "Man, I never." I mean, she does. She's a very humble woman, but she's like, "I never pray for humility." She's like, "God answers that prayer." So oh, you yeah. know he does. You know, and I was like, "He really does, though." And like, yeah. he does it because. In a way, I remember in, in this like, you know, super like saint story. I have so many saint stories today, but but this is Saint John Vianney. Like, I think there was like this story about the because you know the devil used to like harass him a lot. Like there's lots oh, of yeah. stories where he used to get like harangued by the devil, and he just was kind of like, it doesn't matter, guys. Like it just means God's doing something awesome. Just chill right. everybody, you know. Isn't I mean, there a story? Can I sidebar this? Isn't yeah, there a story yeah. for him where like the devil he was he was sitting on the toilet and like praying and then the devil started being like oh my gosh like you're praying on the toilet like what are you you're a terrible person da, da, da. and then saint john is like i'll make you a deal god can have what goes up from here and you can have what goes down <laughs> like- <laughs> i don't i never heard that that's amazing i love it i don't know if it's true or not but my dad used to tell that story. So I awesome. love it. I yeah. love it. Um, anyway, sorry. Yeah, that's a great one. Um, another one that I've heard is that the devil appeared to him and was just like, if there was like two other souls as humble as you or something like that, like my reign on earth would be like over because like, that's Ooh. one of John Vianney things actually failure. Like it's good to yeah. bring back because he failed a ton, you know, like he was, he was a nobody and, but God, oh my gosh, did he like just trust the right. Lord and like God did so much, but his humility remained. Like <sighs> he never rejoiced in his, like what you said, Aaron, in his own victories. He just left it in the Lord's hands always. And, and that was his calling. And obviously like, we're not all St. John Vianney, but, but I think it points to this reality of like, 
yeah, humility yeah. is is a powerful weapon. It's a powerful mm-hmm. weapon in in the battle against evil. You know? Yeah, um, yeah, and yes, but I also the other thought that came to me about you know the kingship of God was there are these areas and we mentioned them earlier on that we are struggling to give up you know control or or just areas in which we're suffering and i mean this podcast about suffering and we're waiting on that victory of the lord like we're waiting for that resurrection we're waiting for that victory and i think that's part of what connects us to this this waiting idea that we're going to go through in advent because yeah. Because there is in that way, it's kind of like, you know, I'm thinking of the Lord of the Rings and these other things where like you're, there are times when you're just like encamped and you're, and you, you haven't heard the battle cry yet, or you've fought your battle, but you're still waiting on the outcome of the war or something, Mm -hmm. you know, and there are areas in our lives where we're never going to know that, like you said, Nicole, and we'll maybe only know on the other side of heaven, but there are areas in our lives that we're called to wait for the next instruction and we're called to Mm -hmm. wait for the next movement in this whole journey. And it's today I was listening to, you know, Drew Barrymore has like a talk show now. She's, I don't know if you guys have seen it on YouTube, but she's a talk show. (laughs) I'm just a huge, I just go down all kinds of YouTube things. And, and, uh, today she had a guest on, oh my goodness, I can't remember his name. Shoot. But he's this Broadway actor, I guess, who is very active in like the LGBTQ community and has, um, has written a book recently about his life, suffered, suffers with AIDS, like all kinds of things Mm -hmm. in his story that are interesting. And, he was speaking about in his book, he had a lot of trauma. He'd been through a lot of trauma, sexual abuse and other things like this. And, and he, there was a point where he, I guess he grew up in some kind of Christian community and all the things about him, like his personality, he was a little bit more effeminate and his, you know, sexuality, all these things he was made to feel shame about. And I'm, this is, I'm not speaking about doctrinally where the Catholic church said, like we, you know, we, we mm-hmm. profess everything that the church teaches. I'm just saying like, it was really interesting for me to hear this guy with a very different perspective than my own, but and my heart just went out to him because he just kept talking about like, he, he kept saying the word shame. He's like, everything mm. in his life was about shame, 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 mm. shame. And in writing this book, he said, he just felt like he released, like he just, oh, he let in the light and he mm. just released that shame. And he's like, I've done everything that I've done in my life so far under this like oppression of shame. And he's like, now mm. I feel like I'm what am I, what is, what's going to happen? Like, what's the calling on my life? He was using almost like, honestly, like That's biblical so language. Beautiful. That's so it beautiful. really, it was. And I was thinking yeah. like, there is something that God, there's somehow the, the Lord is, is, you know, and I, and I hesitate to like, there's lots of different popular stuff and I'm not trying right. to make this guy into a prophet or, you know what I mean? I'm not trying to put something on him that he wasn't even trying to put out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. But I think for me, when I was listening to him, I was like listening, I guess, with God. And just, there was mm-hmm. something that spoke to me about our lives. I think as Christians where, and as Catholics, we're like, we are given this grace that is supposed to be explosive in our lives. Like mm-hmm. the kingship of God is supposed to mm-hmm. unleash us from the shackles that hold us down, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah. there is something I think that there in all of our lives, there's areas where there are shackles. I think that yeah. we're waiting yeah. for the King to come and set us free. Mm-hmm. And sometimes he asks us to stay there a bit longer. I don't know. I don't know. That's maybe theologically inaccurate, but you know what I mean? Like sometimes we're there. That's true. Yeah. We're still waiting or we're, we're free. The shackles are free and the door yeah. is open, but we're just not able to take that leap out and step into the freedom yet. Right. Yeah. We need that courage or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess, yeah, Wherever we are, the three of us and anybody who's listening, like 
you know, the kingship of God is real. Jesus is a real king. He's not a king in our minds. He's not a king like in the Bible, which is a storybook. Like his kingship is alive and it's real and we are called to Mm -hmm. enter into it. So, Mm -hmm. you know, we're excited to kind of be orienting ourselves, I think, like disposing ourselves, putting ourselves in a position to receive the call, to receive the grace, to receive the next instruction, the next, you know. Yeah. 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 Awesome. You know, and just thinking like, okay, so if you're, if you're a regular listener, then, um, or even if you're not, we, we invite you then to take a little journey with us in the next few weeks. Um, maybe do a little bit of reflection on, you know, where is Christ King in your life and where do you feel like it's not feeling so surrendered or whatever it is. Um, and then we're going to be talking about, about he, like waiting, you know, waiting for love and waiting, waiting for, waiting for the Lord's action in our lives or waiting for our, our own you know, uh, healing, healing so that we can respond to the grace that God is giving us in different ways. Um, and waiting, waiting for Jesus to come again, which is part of what we believe as Catholics, that he's actually literally going to come again, which wouldn't that be great. Anyways, um, not wouldn't, but won't it be great? It will be coming soon. (laughs) (laughs) You hear, you heard it. You heard it. (laughs) <laughs> you heard it here from Aaron's lips, guys. Right. You heard it har. You heard it har. Coming again. <laughs> yes. um, yeah. Yeah. Um, Journey with us. Journey with us. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Well, I'm excited. Actually, I'm really excited for our yeah. event um, journey together. Um, before we close out, I guess it's Godwink's time, and mm-hmm. uh, I'm sharing this week. And actually, I had planned a. a something else, but I, this just occurred to me, which is, I just think is really funny because we're going to do an episode on waiting for love. And then that is, you know, we haven't just stay tuned, stay tuned for that. But this is maybe a little funny anecdote, maybe to, to whet your appetite, you know? Um, so, uh, I'm single and I have lots of wonderful friends who are like, Hey, you know, let's, let me set you up wing woman, you or whatever, and all this kind of stuff. And so this is a while ago, a uh, friend of mine, actually Kat, she, she, did, she did an episode with us uh, yeah. earlier this season, which is great. Um, Kat Lung, she, so she had a wedding to go to and she's like, Rach, this is going to be, it's an awesome place. There's going to be lots of guys, Catholic guys. It's going to be fantastic. Uh, I have a plus one. I want to take you, like you should come with me and we'll go. And she was single at the time too. So we'll go and we'll just like hang out with people and meet new people. It's going to be great. It's going to be fantastic. And I can't explain to you that how much in that time in my life, this, how many times did this happen? And people are like, oh my gosh, it's going to be amazing. You're going to meet so many new people. So we go to this wedding and this is what would happen to me over and over again at that time. Not one, like every guy there was married, clergy, discerning or engaged. Like there was that one single available guy over 18 at that wedding. And, and I told her, I would tell her like, listen, Kat, I know like you love me, man. I get it. But I'm just telling you, God is just not, it's not happening right now. He's just uh-huh. closing uh-huh. the doors, like stopping stop sign. There's like caution tape, no man allowed. In Rachel's so funny. <laughs> I also like, love no. that you said like over 18, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. even a wide window. I'm just you telling know, you, like, just I'm it. being super real here. I mean, I'm going to be honest. I wasn't really looking for people just over 18, but I'm just saying that's the extent to which awesome. like right. what I'm saying was true. and uh and yeah so we so and and she wouldn't believe me that that's what god was doing in my life i'm like i'm telling you man and then we get to this wedding and she was like just gobsmacked she's like oh my gosh like 
God is, he is, I don't know. And I was like, dude, you and me both. (laughs) Sorry for dragging you down with me. You know, I brought you to the wedding. It would have been full of single guys. probably. That's right. right. Yeah. So that's kind of a snapshot of a part of my life that was very hilarious, but also excruciatingly pain. I was like, come on, Lord. Like, why can't I even just like have friends? Like I can have single guy friends. I'm not like, I'm not going to go after them or something, but he just kind of like, shut down shut me down everywhere uh, yeah I also now feel like I need to tell people that I'm not some kind of like man-eater person <laughs> <laughs> it's like so not me at all when you said like go after guys I was yeah no 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 Rachel with like very long right. eyelashes <laughs> like 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 in bright red lipstick just like, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah I mean you guys know me that's Waking literally the farthest thing from the truth that's possible for me as a person. Yeah. Anyway, there you go. It's a lovely, humiliating, but also hilarious. Fantastic. And yes. joy-filled story. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Great. Yeah. So we'll see you guys um, uh, on, uh, well, you'll hear us, I guess, at the yeah. Advent series on it's the exciting. Advent series. I'm excited for this. I'm excited for this. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. Oh, should we, should we just um, give Oh, never mind. Well, I was going to say we could give a heads up about episodes, but we'll we'll do that next week. We can. Yes. Yeah. We sure, have sure. some really exciting yes. guests. We yes. should just say that right now. We are really yes. pumped about the series because it's going to be amazing. Yeah. Which by the time this is out, hopefully you will know who they are exactly. and and stuff. But it's yeah. good. Yeah. We're excited. Yeah. Yeah. We're excited. All right. Yay. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Hear from us then. Yay. Bye, guys. <laughs> God bless. Bye. Thank you for joining us for this episode of In the Thicket. If you like what you hear, give us a rating and hit that subscribe button. We have new episodes every Monday with more stories and honest conversations about life when the going gets rough and the hope and humor amidst it all. We'd love for you to join our community on Instagram and Facebook at In the Thicket Podcast. While you're there, let us know how we can pray for you. God bless and see you next week.